0: Thunder fans, what up? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. I'm about to sound like a broken record because I'm sure you've heard me say this type of thing before, but it is pretty tough being a hardcore Thunder fan podcasting after a hardcore Thunder loss. It's not much fun, um, but we're still going to do it because you know the people are still listening. It's kind of amazing, really. I, we're flattered over here at Topic Thunder that even though the Thunder are in not the doldrums of the season, the the not the dog days of the season, the down days of the season, the the tragic era of this thunder season. We still have (laughs) way more people tuning in to listen than I would expect, um, to hear us talk about these losses. So kudos to you. If you're listening to this podcast, you are one of the real ones. That's for sure. So, um, you know I, we're just going to get right into it. Let's hook up the TiVo You don't need to explain to me why you need TiVo, they up the TiVo yet? Being the positive Thunder fan that I am, although I guess not as positive as uh, Thunder Chats or Jacoby, as we've seen on recent Twitter polls. <laughs> I, r- my notes at the beginning of this game were that Russ looked really athletic. Um, that didn't go away. He almost got a tip slam off of his own missed layup from a flat-footed jump. He missed it, but my God, if anybody thinks this guy is falling off athletically, just that play should be just uh, just calling you out. It is not the case. The next note I have is that I am so confident in any shot. That Jeremy Grant attempts, he's been so good lately. He's up, he's up to the Thunder. They said on the broadcast, he's the Thunder's season leader in three-point percentage right now. Which you could have, you could have made a lot of money um, preseason if you had bet against that. No way. If you had bet for that, yeah. This whole gambling thing is super new. You know, it's hard to get your head around, but. Jeremy Grant ended up two for four from the three-point line, only three for eight from the field for 10 points. But, man, from my, from my positive point of view at the beginning of the game, I thought he was about to dominate this thing. Unfortunately, Nuggets have a really interesting wrinkle um, once the bench players start to filter in, where they play whichever plumly they have and Nikola Jokic together for a few minutes. And it's really dominant. Like it's it's so cool. They they're so skilled. They can pass really well. They can hit each other on high lows, and they can kick out to shooters. And it's just really remarkable. Um, I don't think the Thunder would have the same kind of success if they were to run Adams and Noel out there for a few minutes each game, just because neither one of them are the quite the passer that Jokic and Plumlee are, but. It might be something to look into a little bit. Might be something worth trying out here and there. Unfortunately, that plumlee Jokic lineup kind of put it on the Thunder um, to end the first. And then the bench just the Thunder bench just wasn't great to start the third. I uh, this resulted in the lead going from Thunder up one twenty five to twenty four to thunder up down twenty nine to forty. That's a 4-16 to 16 run in favor of the Nuggets, and you're not going to be able to hold on to leads like that. Now, now they're up by 11. And then the bench kind of fought back, and that was cool, and they got it down to 5. And then it just felt like the Nuggets would never miss a shot again. Um, and then OKC remembered Steven Adams on offense, which I'll get more into later, but Adams had a dunk, and then Adams had a dunk and then Adams had a block where he just caught the ball off of Gary Harris uh, drive and layup attempt which is the kind of thing that a player just plays better on defense when they're getting touches on offense and then Adams hit Russ on a Nick Collison hashtag Nick Collison backdoor pass to Russ who got a dunk the 23 points in the third quarter for the Thunder were all in the paint Which is pretty crazy, considering that they still managed to get up 27 three-pointers. But to score all of your points in the paint in one quarter is basically unheard of. Going into the third, um, probably the highlight of the game for the Thunder, if we're being honest, was Ferguson got a steal where the guy just dribbled it off of Ferguson's foot. Good job not calling a kickball by the refs. Kicked it up to Steven Adams. Um, who had a lot of momentum and hit, hit Jokic with the Kiwi step, which is something that we haven't seen in a while, but when he gets out in transition, uh, just, he's really, really good at it. I wish it would happen more often. So a note I have, does Russ shoot negative percentage from three after a pump fake? I think he might. I think he might. It's just so bad. It, ne- it feels like it's never going to go in after he pump fakes and stands there and shoots. like, Just do something else after that, Russ. Man, um, he was good in this game, so I'm not trying to bag on Russ. He was really good in this game. There was just a really rough exchange for OKC where it felt like they had a lot of momentum. And they were down one, and then Paul George and then Russell Westbrook both missed back-to-back layups, which led to a run-out layup for the nuggets and that felt like a huge moment in the game like it felt like that was one where if the thunder had made both of those layups maybe they would have just pulled away and run away with this game but instead they're back down five and man it it, it just hurt it hurt to watch instead they were down 11 going into the fourth quarter after a 23 to 30 third quarter So that's back-to-back quarters of 23 points for the Thunder. Not good. Not good, Bob. The fourth quarter was competitive at points. Um, There were a few moments where it felt like the Thunder were going to get back into it. Paul George was super aggressive, mostly at trying to draw fouls at the beginning of the quarter. I thought he was going a little overboard trying to make that his focus on offense. It only works for one player in this league, guys. Only one player. Um, And it did not work. So the Thunder found themselves down 14. And that's just a big hole to climb back out of. Um, The Thunder really wanted this game. They really wanted it. Adams came back early at like nine and a half minutes and scored a couple buckets. Uh, Paul George, I think, played the entire first quarter. He didn't make his first three until the fourth quarter which is an ideal. He ended up two for seven, so he made two of them in the fourth quarter. Russell Westbrook came back a little early even with about nine minutes and 45 seconds left. Excuse me, eight minutes and 45 seconds left. Like, the Thunder were playing all out trying to get this game. Paul George played 40 minutes. Grant played 32. Adams, 35. Russ, 36. Terrence Ferguson, 31. Um, And he could have even played more. I wouldn't have minded if he stole a few minutes from Schroeder here and there, who played 25 minutes. Um, You know, like, it really felt like they wanted this one. And part of the reason they wanted it is the standings, which I'll get into a lot more at the end of this. Um, Part of the reason is this was a sweep by the Nuggets. The Nuggets... Beat the Thunder all four times this season. Really an odd year, an odd division year for the Thunder. They swept the Jazz, they swept the Blazers, teams who have traditionally given them trouble. And they got swept by the Nuggets, a team who has traditionally not given them as much trouble as those other two teams. And, you know, I, I believe, not looking into schedule here, but I believe that they've lost to the Timberwolves three times and have an opportunity to be swept by them, also um, in these last six games. So that's kind of crazy, um, a little unusual to sweep two teams and be swept by two teams in the same division. But you know, this is this is the age we're living in. Part of the reason that this happened is just shooting. Um, I think if if there's a reason that Thunder fans have to be encouraged about even being swept by a good team, thinking that maybe they have a chance in the postseason, even though none of these games, like the Thunder have had a semi-decent chance against the Nuggets in all four games. None of them were worked out and none of them have been particularly close, which is odd considering that the Thunder were in all four games. But I think if the Thunder fans are looking for a reason to feel optimistic, if we, I mean, if we end up playing them in what looks like maybe a 2 7 matchup, the way things are looking right now, I think it's that the shooting has just been ridiculous. Um, at the end of the fourth quarter, free, there's a freaking. Jamal Murray fadeaway that was just impossible. Um, just crazy. He, he just should not have made it. There was a, a Barton deep three-pointer that was like a bailout shot that happened to go in, and these are all within the last four minutes. And then he made a bad two-pointer, too, with his, with his foot on the line off of a spin move that just shouldn't count. And then, not only that, but the game ceiling bucket was Jamal Murray on a oh my god oh my god just a terrible shot he was like double pump from three over steven adams just like almost he landed and he shot it up and swished it because of course he did and if half of those shots hadn't gone in i think the thunder had a really good chance at this but not only that tory craig was two for three from three in this game he is now five for nine from three on the season against the Thunder. And, look, Torrey Craig's great. I think he does a really good job defensively against Russell Westbrook. I think he's honestly among the best Russell Westbrook defenders in the league, frankly. I think he's really good. They don't have anybody to guard PG, and we saw a lot of that with him posting up Will Barton, with Will Barton having five fouls. I think that's something the Thunder are going to need to lean on a little bit if this happens to be the playoff matchup. But Torrey Craig is really good at guarding Russ. Um, Now that Russ seems to have his legs under him a little more than he did at the beginning of the season, I think he's able to take advantage of being faster a little bit more. But Torrey Craig's great. Not taking anything away from him. But he's a 30.6% three-point shooter on the season, and he's 5-for-9 against the Thunder. That's just not cool, man. (laughs) You know, like, shoot worse. Shoot worse, you jerk. Meanwhile, OKC against Denver on the season. Let me just read out these numbers for you. 7 for 19. That's actually pretty decent. That's great. Wish that happened more. 9 for 39. 10 for 38. 8 for for 27. That one's tonight. That's a total of 36 for 123 for 29% on the season against the Nuggets. And there's no reason for that. So if you're looking for reasons to be optimistic, if we happen to come up against this team in the playoffs, it's that they have players shooting unsustainably well from the 3 point line. They just do. They wouldn't even argue that fact. And our entire team in those four games has has shot unsustainably poorly from the three-point line. Like, the Thunder aren't a great three-point shooting team. They might never be, with Sam Presti's predilection for uh, long, defensive-minded players who can't really shoot. The Thunder might never be good at shooting three-pointers, but they aren't this bad. 29%, like... Teams are ragging on Russell Westbrook for shooting, what's he at, like 28.5% or something now on the season. 29% as a team. That will not continue. So, once again, if, if you're looking for a reason to find optimism against the Nuggets in the playoffs, it's that the Thunder just can't shoot this bad and the Nuggets probably won't shoot this well. However, if you're not looking for optimism, and at this point I would get it, I would understand that, we're going to keep spouting it here on Topic Thunder because we believe it, and that's just the kind of podcast we are. But if you're looking for a negative sign, the Thunder have won two games in a row, only one time since the All-Star break. Uh, That was that. um, Nets, Jazz, back-to-back, where it seemed like everything was going to be fixed but it hasn't been fixed, and it was only two games in a row. So not only have they only won two games in a row once, it was only two. So yeah, that's not awesome. But I think there is something of a way that the Thunder can hope to fix this. And so with that said, let's get into our player of the game. Steven Adams. I saw that the broadcast gave the player of the game to Russell Westbrook, and you know that's that's respectable. It's a respectable choice. He had 27 points on 22 field goals, or really, you know, 50% from the field. He was only one five from three, but 50% from the field, four for five from the line, nine rebounds, nine assists, um, only three turnovers. That's a good Russell Westbrook game. I admire that. He he had a good Russell Westbrook game. But I think if you look at the larger picture, I think that Stephen Adams was 16 points on 12 shots, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block, 1 turnover. That's not really that impressive, but the thing that struck me as I continued to watch this game is... The Thunder, and I'm not breaking news here. Everybody knows this. The Thunder go through stretches where they look for Stephen Adams on offense. And then they go for longer stretches where they completely forget about him. And it seemed like every time that OKC made a run, every time that they started to bring this game back under control and really make it seem like they had a chance at winning this game, it was because they were making Stephen Adams a focal point on offense. He had that stretch at the end of the first half where he just had dunk after dunk after dunk, and he was mixing in blocks and steals with that just because when you feel engaged, you're engaged like that. He had a stretch at the beginning of the fourth quarter where basically the same thing happened, where they started involving him in in the offense, and we made a little comeback. And I think especially against these Nuggets who look, Nikola Jokic has made great strides on the defensive end this season. He's no longer a total liability. But I just found myself I just found myself searching for that standard rust to Steven Adams pick and roll that we are all so comfortable with, with Paul George spotted up on a wing and Jeremy Grant and Terrence Ferguson in the corners, who you can't ignore. It just seems like we've gotten away from that, and I wish we would get back to it because I think that's still this team's most deadly weapon in the playoffs. And look, again, I'm a pie in the sky, super positive, just everything going to be all right, Thunder fan. And I'm sitting here like, well, maybe, like what if, maybe Billy Donovan is just looking at this and being like, This is a team we might play in the first round, and we know that we can abuse Jokic in the pick and roll all day long. We know we can, because I truly believe that we can. I think that's a a thing. Like People are worried that you might not be able to play Jokic, hashtag can't play Cantor, in the playoffs, so... I think there's a small chance, I'm going to give it like a 15% chance that Donovan is just waiting to break out that throw throw Jokic in every single pick and roll until the cows come home. Offense, until the playoffs, he's just saving it. Uh, That's probably me being too optimistic, but I think if we would do that, it would make a big deal because Steven Adams, even though he statistically had a slightly better than average game for him in a game against jokic is still my player of the game what does that mean do i get do i get anything Do i win do i get a know. bonus <laughs> that'll be sick That's <laughs> no, just i don't know seems dumb it does no, yeah. yeah seems dumb steve I'm with you on that one. Um, So, the season's getting pretty short. You know, I, selfless plug, just wrote an article on Thunderous intentions. Go check that out about how teams' upcoming schedule is different than strength of schedule based on which teams are going to care about those games. So, the Thunder's schedule actually is not looking that difficult um coming up and it might even be less difficult if we take the moist arid method sorry if you hate the word moist that seems to be a popular opinion amongst people but if you take that method into account here is the forecast So three more in a row at home for the Thunder. That's great. They've got home for Dallas, home for the Lakers, home for Detroit. My God, if we don't win all three of those, I, I'm, I'm not ready to throw in the towel on this Thunder season. But man, um, two or three of those is a must. Three of them is acceptable. Like, man, if we just win two of three, I'm gonna be pretty sad. After that, we follow up with at Minnesota who like cats being great, but they don't want to win. And then it's at home versus Houston. And then at Milwaukee and looking at the standings these days, like Milwaukee doesn't want to win that game either. They just don't. Um, so that makes, let's see, that makes five games. Four games against the team. Four games against teams the Thunder should just beat in a vacuum: Dallas, Los Angeles, Detroit, at Minnesota, and then one more game that the Thunder should beat because they probably will be resting the potential MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo on the last day of the season. The Thunder's game against Houston is also Houston's last game of the season, so there is a solid chance that they won't care either, depending on how the matchups shake out. And man, the Thunder just have to care because look right now, due to this loss, they dropped to the eight seed tied with the Spurs one game back of the Clippers in the six, the six right now, Portland's in the three Portland and all due respect to Yusef Nurkic. I think he's a great player. Um, I don't much care for him personally but i i am never happy to see somebody get injured the way he got injured just a tragic injury he was having a great season disclaimer out of the way every team in the west wants to play the portland trailblazers right now and the thunder are one game away from having that matchup now if if portland happens to drop down into the four or five i don't i don't think there's a route for the thunder to get, to get into the five frankly at this point, they're a game-and-a-half back of Utah. Utah has a famously easy remaining schedule, so that would be remarkable. But um, if the Trailblazers can stay in the six or stay in the three, the Thunder can get up to the six to face them, and that has to be the goal. Now, winning this game would have helped. Beating the Grizzlies the other night would have helped because they'd be tied for it right now if they had done that. But, um There's more than just the Grizzlies game to blame for that, so let's not get retroactive. The fact of the matter is the Thunder are not going to miss the playoffs, but you don't want to be the 8. Man, we have all this optimism that I've just mentioned about how the Thunder could actually beat the Nuggets because there's some unsustainable things going on, but you got to miss the Warriors in the first round. You just have to. So that's what we're playing for right now. That's what we're watching for right now. Um, Denver's a half game back of the Warriors as we speak, so that could change. Man, maybe if the Nuggets catch them, maybe we want to get the eight. (laughs) Man, that doesn't make sense. Anyway, I don't have much else to say. Um, Tough loss, fairly easy upcoming schedule. We got to go get it. We got to play better. We got to try harder. We got to try harder from the beginning. It feels like we're giving up 30 points every game, even though I know we didn't against the the Pacers the other night. It feels like we come out flat. I know these guys are going to want it, but they got to start wanting it now. And that's about all it comes down to. So thanks for listening. You can find us on now. That's ThunderBasketball.com. You can find us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. We do a lot of good stuff on there. Um, We're we're trying to keep it positive for y'all. Even during these down stretches, we do giveaways every once in a while. We give away tickets every once in a while. So check us out over there. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And no matter how this season goes, we're bringing you consistent content. So continue to check us out. And in the meantime, Thunder Up.